Hey, welcome to this episode of Car Talk. This is Mindy Lawhorn. You're listening to Hope in Struggle. Every once in a while, we'll do some podcasts from the car. Why? Number one, I'm alone. Number two, I feel like I think so much better in the car. But I have traveled the past six months more than I have probably in the past six years. I've got a story for you today, and I've got something I think just might be helpful for what you need today. Let's get going. Hey guys, thank you so much for being here. Listen, you know when people say, oh my gosh, my life is so crazy right now. Or they're like, I'm so busy, I just can't listen. I'll do that in a couple of months. I've got so much going on in my life. I want to tell you that for the first time, I believe all of that is false. Because if anyone can say, my life is so crazy and I have so much going on, I believe it's our current situation. Now, I'm joking, of course. I do not, you know, want to downplay anyone's uh, situations or the things that they have going on. But in the past six months, so much craziness has happened in our lives. Nothing that we could have controlled. All not because um, of negative things we've done in our past or maybe, you know, they're a product of our choices. These are not those kind of things. I believe wholeheartedly that these are the things that God has allowed in our life, our lives, because this is affecting many people, to grow us, to draw us closer to Him, to somehow, some way, once we get through this, be able to serve and minister to others to help them through this. But also just remind, I believe, all of us that are dealing with this, that you know what? God is in control. And no matter how we plan, no matter how we work, sometimes some things happen uh, that God intends that have no that has no link or correlation to anything we've done or or, or not done. Let me just catch you up real fast. So, um, about 13 years ago, I met this very wonderful, handsome man at a funeral. Little did I know I would marry him, but even littler did I know that he had cancer. Within a few hours of knowing him, we ended up kind of finding ourselves on a lunch date, something I found out years later he delayed his flight for. <laughs> Didn't know that till later. But anyway, um, so I married a man with cancer, and this was my second marriage. Um, I That's hard enough on its own, but being a single mom, going through the first one, you know, there were a few things I had established that I was not going to do with the second one if that ever happened again. And if it did, if I didn't get married again, I'd be okay with that because at least single, I wasn't being hurt, you know, that kind of thing. So when I met Lee, I liked him immediately, like liked him a lot, a lot. And, um, I knew he had cancer literally within a few hours of beating him. I would say with probably in the first, you know, 20 ish hours. And so I loved him so much already. And I, I knew that I was supposed to marry him. So, so we, so Lee has cancer. All right. So there's that. Fast forward over the years, we've done many uh, different medicines, many different trials. We've tried many different um, like nutrition plans. There's a lot of really cool stuff out there. Um, but that being said, 
his cancer has been manageable up until the last probably two years. So the last two years, we've not only been trying different things, we've, we've literally got gone through everything within the current spectrum of care. So everything within the current, you know, uh, uh, items that they have on the market and even those things in the trial. So knowing that it got pretty critical last year and we had tried desperately for a particular trial called CAR-T, C-A-R-T. It's fascinating and it's not a drug. It's remanufacturing your own T-cells and then introducing them back into the body, reintroducing them, and they go and they fight the cancer. It's fascinating. It's like such a cool approach, such a healthier approach. Regardless, <clears throat> we got approved for that at the beginning of 2019. I'm not sure it is when you're listening to this, but that alone was a struggle. He, in the beginning of this year, got sick very easily. We were in the hospital two separate times for a sickness. He actually got RSV which, you know, babies get, and we probably get it too, but we don't ever um, really feel the repercussions of it. It probably feels more like a cold, which is kind of the essence of what it is, but it knocked him down so hard. He was in the hospital eight or nine days where we live, and then a little bit later, he was in the hospital, I think, 10 days in Houston, and we, I mean, that was very tough. We knew we were going to get this trial, but he had to be better before we got the trial, so Catching you up on that, there's that. We ended up getting the trial in March. But before we got the trial, on February 5th, my mom was found unconscious in her house. My mom is 79, lives two hours away from us. And this is the second time that this thing has happened. The first time it happened, no one could figure out what was had happened. She was diagnosed with nothing. They just never pinpointed it. She had no strokes, nothing. Well, it happened again. And of course, we made a beeline down there. I'm I'm in one hand holding Lee, my boys, our business, all of the things that I've got to manage and do the best I can, you know, to, to, to hold up. And then here's my mom. My dad has passed away. She's single, been single for, gosh, probably 14 years. And she's unconscious now and cannot be woken up. So, of course, emergency room. She wasn't breathing well. They traked her. Unfortunately, she never wanted to be traked. It doesn't matter. I mean, it happened. That was before any of us could get down there. Um, and she went from being in a coma for 12 days to being in three different hospitals over about three months. It was ridiculous because within the time of her going through all this, Lee was also going through his trial. She's in Wichita Falls. Lee's in Houston. If you know anything about Texas, that's a lot of driving. It's about six hours between the two, six hours plus. And yes, I was making the, tr the trip between my home, her house, her hospital, and Lee. So that's all been going on this year since February. It is now June. As of last week, after much coaxing and working and working and working, we moved my mother down to where we live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area after living in the, her same house for 46 and a half years. All right, pause. Now that you're caught up, when people tell me they can't because they have no time, it's everything, like it take. and by the way, I am not a mean person. I am not catty. I'm not quick with the backhanded comments. I'm not even quick with a response that's negative. It just doesn't naturally grow in me. Now, if I think on it a minute, of course, I'm one of those people that's like in the car thinking of all the things I could have said 
you know, two hours later, but I, I've never been good at being mean, like immediately, you know, whatever. And so of all the people that either are our coaches or people that, you know, we try to help with fitness or even people in hope and struggle, and they tell me they can't because they don't have time. It's everything I can do. Listen to me, friends, to not say, hold up. Why don't you list all the things you're going through right now and you're dealing with? And then I'm going to list all the things I'm dealing with. And let's see who wins because I'm still getting all the things done that I need to do that you say you don't have time for, yet you have 20% going on in your life compared to my 100%. You know what I mean? It's like so hard not to do that. I know it's not really comparable, but at the same time, I, I, I'm amazed at how quickly we sometimes give up or throw the excuses out. I can't. I'm so busy. I've got a crazy life. When the real essence of what it is, is that we're not making time. I believe that looking at something completely like as in the whole feels overwhelming and many times it paralyzes us. But what I've learned over the past 11 years, not only working our business, but even when I was a presenter for Shalene Johnson, traveling around, doing events, traveling, teaching classes, signing people up for these events on my word and my merit, I realized that when you think about having to pack out an event to go by this date, it's very overwhelming. But if we dial that back and think, you know what? If I just can sign up one person today, ask them about what they need, try to serve them and let them know that this event can meet their needs, then that's one down. And if I do it again, that's two down, three down and four. And after reading a book called The Compound Effect, which by the way, is one of my favorite personal development books ever, you know, whether you're a Christian or not, you need to get your stuff together. I'm just telling you as a friend and as the thing I have learned, you are probably your worst enemy. And if we will just get our stuff taken care of, make a plan, Give yourself a very limited deadline to do it and stop putting, letting excuses release you from that responsibility or blaming something or someone else, which by the way, takes responsibility, we think off of us and puts it where it shouldn't be. We've just got to get our stuff done. And, and, and the best like, like statement or sentence I have discovered to help me figure this out and something I want to share with you that I think might help you figure this out is this. Be focused on the task, not the outcome. And if you think about task, a task isn't like this huge ginormous thing. It's small things that if we do over time add up to get us the outcome we want. Be focused on the task, not the outcome. I tell it to my coaches all the time. Do not focus on whatever your goal is for the end of the month. Focus on talking to five people today. Let's find out what they need. Don't tell them what you've got for them. Reach the person. What do they want? What do they need? What are they having trouble with? Where are they finding they can't lose weight? You know, what, what is, is burdening their heart right now? Like what things can we serve them on? And then maybe say, hey, here are some things I recommend, or hey, here are some things that have helped me. That kind of thing, instead of saying, hey, look what I got. If you buy this, you get this, la, la, la. And by the way, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be sold. They want to 
kind of come about it on their own. But here's the thing. If you've got needs and then there's ways to fill it, like that's how we build this business. That's how we work it. And I know this isn't a necessarily a business podcast, but there's no way I could ever talk to you about my life without, you know, incorporating my, the business, which has been a huge part of our life for 11 years. So let me give you another example of being focused on the task, not the outcome. So in the past, probably two months, my oldest sister and I have traveled to Wichita Falls, I don't know, six times. And looking at my mom's four bedroom, <clears throat> three bath, 1950s house, 50, 60, into, into the 50s, um, and looking at all of these stuff, and believe me, I don't want to say stuff. There's a better word for it than stuff. I would love to say a bad word right now because it's a bunch of that stuff. But 46 and a half years worth of junk, 46 and a half years worth of photos that she can't even tell me who's in the photo. 46 and a half years worth of, she loves to sew. She loves to do needlework. So 46 and a half years worth of, worth of thread, sequins, rhinestones, um, multiple sewing machines, lots of like stuff in every bedroom, but yet nothing that she has used in probably 15, 20 years. Now, I by no means am saying that she's not going to use her stuff because it's her stuff, her house. But let's just put this into perspective. How would you feel if you knew you had to move your mom out of the house she's been in for 46 years and there's all that stuff, you got to move it out. You got to decide what's going to be donated, what needs to go in the trash. You got to decide what's going with her to her new one bedroom location. And you also have to decide how and when you're going to put that house on the market, have it completely cleaned. and do all of the updating that needs to be updating. Like, does that feel a little overwhelming to you? Well, it does for me. But I kept thinking to myself, oh my gosh, God, you have allowed this right now in our lives. There's got to be a way to do this. Help. And the thing that kept coming back up in my mind is be focused on the task, not the outcome. So I'm proud to say that my mom has is moved down here. We've gotten her through her house. I'll be traveling back there today to finalize a few things with the realtors, to get everything else that's there out, which by the way, there's about 10% of the things there that were. But I think about just a few months ago, the overwhelm I felt with us having to go back to Houston, you know, every month with my mom moving down here, not really knowing anyone, but it's obvious once she lived in her house for about, I don't know, seven weeks, that she could not stay there any longer. She needed to be close to us. She has kind of delusions of grandeur here and there about how she's going to do these things, yet, you know, she can't really walk down the hall without bumping into, you know, the wall. Um, I, I could list more things like that for you, but my point in this podcast is to encourage you. My point in today's thing is to share what's going on in our lives because I don't believe what's going on in our lives is because we've done anything wrong. <laughs> it is because, um, you know, just to give us more pain and struggle and more difficulty to balance all of these priorities. And by the way, I know there's no true balance, but to get all the priorities taken care of, I mean, I've got a plan. I you know, don't get as much sleep as I want to get. The business has to be worked. I have to reach all these people. 
I've got to help my coaches, those who want help. I've got to find ways, you know, to not go crazy and to still be healthy and to eat good foods and to work out each day, not only because my body needs it, because my mind needs it. It's a version of therapy for me. But I will tell you this, thinking about tackling all of this as a whole makes me crazy. And it makes me just, I I just can't even imagine. But focusing on small tasks, focusing on chopping away little tiny bits of my mom's house, you know, focusing on little things that I can do to help Lee, focusing on, you know, how to balance when he and I go to Houston for his next checkup while someone's there, you know, be there to check on my mom while my boys are in camp, while, the, you know, like it's, oh, and while trying to post every day and, and talk to, you know, our friends on social media, it's very daunting, but only daunting when I don't have a plan, only daunting when I haven't prayed about it. It's only daunting when I haven't written everything down for that day that needs to be done. Do you hear what I'm saying? So whatever is going on in your life, whether it's as insane as what's going on in mine right now, or whether it's something, you know, quite different, plan is the key. And then really the pattern has got to be focusing on those tasks to get those little things done each day. Not only will you get so much more done each day, you're not going to wake up crazy in the middle of the night thinking, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. You write things down and you actually do them. So the bottom line is this, you guys, now that you know just to focus on the task, you actually have to complete them. It's your responsibility. Blaming someone else or something else only puts the responsibility in a place that it doesn't belong. And you've got to take action on your life, your future, your family, and all the things that you can control so that you can pray and walk through that struggle on all the things that you can't. Thank you guys so much for being here. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, thank you for being here in this episode of Car Talk and Hope and Struggle. Hope and Struggle wants to be a resource of hope, truth, encouragement, and maybe just that little thing that you need to get through a struggle with the right attitude or maybe just help you through the day. Please come find us on Facebook, Instagram. Also, we would love it if you liked this podcast. If you gave us a review, please give us a five-star review if that is in there. And, and you know, leave us a, a comment. I would love, love, love to hear from you. You can reach us that way. You can also message us on Instagram or Facebook, or you can come to hopeinstruggle.com and get on our mailing list. I would love to send you emails about our new Bible studies, about anything that we're doing that could possibly encourage you. Also, I'd love to share some of my favorite things with you, some of the things that have been staples in our lives for fitness, for wellness, for Bible studies, for the Bible that I love, and also some of my favorite healthy foods. Please come to my website. I'd love to share more with you. Also, you can get on my mailing list. And about every, I don't know, three months or so, I send you a favorite things email that gives you discounts and just will give you a little bit more information about the things that I love and that I've chosen to put in my body, you know, 
give to my children, the things that I recommend to others that I believe will help you and are the smartest way financially and things that are super healthy that will help you. All right, you guys, let me know. Bye.